Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome in, podcast listeners. want to encourage you to go check out my interview with Rachel Bonetta. I'm telling you guys, you will love it. It's this week's Wins and Losses podcast, and it is podcast exclusive. Next week, the guest will be Colin Cowherd. That will be up on Sunday morning. If you're going on a drive this weekend, or maybe you're coming back from college football's opening weekend, you'll be able to listen to that interview on your drive. Also, appreciate all of you downloading and listening to the Wednesday edition of Outkick the Coverage. We've got a loaded show for you. Jeff Schwartz will swing by. My guy Chad Withrow will be with us as well. We will discuss Rob Gronkowski. Could he be kind of hinting that he's coming out of retirement with his most recent statements? And DeMarcus Cousins, how in the world do you handle the audio out of him threatening to put a bullet in his baby mama's head? That is what we will discuss, among other things, on Outkick the Coverage, plus Eddie Garcia tries to get out of his slump that he has fallen into in the Update universe. Hope you enjoy it. Hope your Wednesday goes well. It's hump day. Enjoy Outkick now. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis, live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you coming to spend your Wednesday morning with us. And we've got another retirement controversy. Already since Saturday night when the Andrew Luck is retiring story broke and became the biggest bombshell in modern NFL history, I think, and modern sports history almost when you consider 
that Andrew Luck was at the absolute apex of his abilities, unlike Rob Gronkowski, Calvin Johnson, and Barry Sanders, who had already began some descent in their overall career. Andrew Luck had the best year of his life as a football player last year. And so his decision to retire at 29 came at it as an absolute apex. And we'll see whether or not he ever contemplates coming back. Indeed, whether he ever steps into the national stage again and addresses the media, the fans, and everyone else like he did on Saturday night when he retired. That remains to be seen. What doesn't remain to be seen is Rob Gronkowski, who also retired fresh off a Super Bowl title at the age of 29. And many of you, myself included, said there's no way that this retirement is going to stick. And it didn't take very long for Rob Gronkowski to make me at least believe he's going to come back. When exactly he will decide to come back remains unclear. But based on these comments that he made yesterday, you tell me whether you buy into the fact that he has retired from football forever. Here is Gronk talking about the way he felt as part of an advertisement for a cannabis company and uh, or cannabis oil company, I think, maybe to be more accurate than just a cannabis company. And, uh, and you tell me whether you agree that basically he's opening the door to come back maybe even before this season is over. I love all my fans. I love Patriot fans. And wherever I go, Patriot fans always ask, am I coming back when I'm coming back? Where am I coming back? I'm walking across the street and they're like, you're walking because you're coming back. (laughs) It's crazy. I understand. I I feel that love. But I want to be clear to my fans. I needed to recover. I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down. And I didn't like it. And... I was losing that joy in life, like the joy. I'm sorry right now, but oh, dang, let me, oh. I really was, and I was fighting through it. Yes, I'm on the right path to where I am now, and I got a lot farther to go, and I feel great, and I am pain-free. But I truly believe I can get to another level with my body, and I'm just in the stage, first stage right now. And when that time comes down in the future, if I have the desire to play football again, if I feel passionate about football again, if I'm feeling like I need to be out there on the field, I will go back to football. But as of right now, that is not the case. It could be the case in six months. It could be the case in two years. It could be the case in three years. It could be the case in three months. But I truly don't see it in the foreseeable future in like a week or a month. I could play right now if I wanted to play, hands down. Physically wise, I can do it. Mentally-wise, desire-wise, it's not there. My, my mind, my soul keeps telling me, you need more time off. And when I feel like my body's top-notch, my soul, my mind, mentally and physically, I'm ready, then I would go back to the NFL if, if I ever get to that point. He's going to get to that point. When he said, right now I don't feel like it, and by basically right now I mean next week or a month from now, dude, he's going to be back by Thanksgiving. He's going to be playing football again by Christmas. The Gronk spike is going to be back. I would be stunned beyond belief based on those comments if Rob Gronkowski is not back. And I feel like his Patriot teammates have kind of known this all along, that Gronk is almost like a boxer 
who says I'm retiring, needs to get his mind right, disappears, and then decides to come back. Now, the opening part of those comments that we played for you are pretty intriguing because you don't expect for Rob Gronkowski to be the kind of guy who breaks down talking about how his mind wasn't in the right place and football was stripping away his joy in life. And I think that certainly is a part of the way Andrew Luck sounded as well, that the stress involved in playing high-level football on your mind and your body can be very, very substantial. And I think that many of us underrate that aspect of the game, the physical in conjunction with the mental and the degree to which football requires a total physical and mental commitment. And a lot of times we focus on the physical. Oh, is this guy okay from a pure physical perspective? And assume that the mental is always going to be in tandem with the physical and there's nothing to worry about there. But I I think everybody out there can acknowledge that there have probably been points in your life, regardless of what you do for a living, when mentally you weren't as dialed in at your job as you could have been or should have been because of things that were going on in your private life, because of things that were going on in your family, uh, because of a variety of different distractions that can combine and coalesce to lead you not ready to perform at your highest level. And it's more noticeable when a guy like Gronk goes through those things because he's on a public stage. Now, if Gronk is saying he wasn't ready, he stripped the joy away and all those aspects of his life, you certainly couldn't see it in the way he played in the Super Bowl because the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl and probably don't advance to the Super Bowl without Rob Gronkowski, old battle horse of Tom Brady. And I say old battle horse because he's only 29, but he made big-time plays in overtime against the Chiefs and then late in the game against the Rams that essentially, I think, won the Patriots that Super Bowl. If Rob Gronkowski had not been playing last year, I don't think the Patriots would have maybe gone to the Super Bowl. I definitely don't think they would have won the Super Bowl. So if you are a Patriots fan or you are a gambler or you are a fantasy football player, might be time to go make some claims on Rob Gronkowski and a waiver wire because I definitely think he's going to be back, if not this year, which, by the way, I think he will be based on the comments he made that we just played for you, then I think certainly by next year. Let me bring in the crew as we get closer. Next week is the official start of the NFL season. Obviously, on Thursday, we have uh, the final preseason games for just about every team, I think. Uh, Tomorrow of the NFL preseason is finally over. Most teams will not be playing their starters. So pretty much every roster is set now. Uh, But do you believe, Danny G, having heard those comments from Rob Gronkowski, do you agree with me that it's likely that he is going to be back, if not this year, then certainly by next year? Yeah, I can totally see him coming back for the Patriots, especially if they use him in more of a Travis Kelsey type way where they can just spread him out as a big receiver and they don't need his physicality as much as far as getting in the trenches and doing all the blocking that he's known for. If they tell him, look, we're just going to use you as more of a pure pass catcher, I think he'd be interested in coming back. Well, remember how much of a of a, just a road grader he was for Sony Michelle as Sony Michelle sort of rose up in the overall impact of the Patriot offense and by the way I think 
Sony Michelle is going to be used quite a bit more than he has uh, in the past. Certainly he was last year. And they're going to evolve a little bit in the Patriot offense, which is kind of a testament to what Bill Belichick has always done. I think one of the most fascinating things about Belichick has been his ability to build an amoeba-like football team, which can be recreated and rebuilt almost transformer style every single week in order to be able to win a game. Belichick doesn't have a set core philosophy. It's that we got to be able to win every different way possible, and every week is a brand new game plan designed to win that against that particular opponent. And so one week, Gronk can be primarily a, bo- a, a blocker for Sony Michelle. Another week, he can be the primary part and focus of the Patriot offensive system. And that goes to the genius of Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels to a large extent in terms of their ability to plan and get prepared for the next uh, week's opponent. What about you, Dub? When you hear those comments from Gronkowski, is there any doubt to you that he's going to come back? I mean, I think it's a certainty at- after hearing that, I mean, he basically said he was going to come back, if not, you know, not this week, not next week, not in a month, but that's his foreseeable future. I'm looking at the Patriots' schedule right now. They got a week 10 bye. Yep. That's, that's, about, that's the time. That, that's November 10th is their bye. And then after that, they have their hardest stretch of games at Philly, against Dallas, at Houston, at Kansas City. I mean, that seems like the perfect time for Gronk to make his return to the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. That bye week is the perfect. Uh, if I were setting odds right now I think you just hit it that's where I would put it right at November 10th you said is their bye week that's correct and then he could come back play six weeks if they got into the postseason given the fact that the Patriots usually have a bye week then he would have three games to win a Super Bowl title he'd play half a year and he would have 10 months off from playing football nine nine months off from playing football and return just in time for the stretch run for the Patriots I think that makes complete and total sense what about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? You in also on the idea, well, so much for Gronk's retirement? Well, the comments certainly are intriguing, but I, I'm i not sure because I'm not sure the Patriots are going to take him back. I mean, they're a team. You're insane. No, listen, they're, they're think, a team think, that hits eject on players the, a year before they're done, not a year after they're done. And he's not going to play for any other team than the Patriots. I'm not convinced New England wants him back. That's an interesting angle. I think that it's probably likely that he told Brady and Belichick and Kraft and the brain trust of the New England Patriots, guys, I'm just not ready right now. I need some time away. I think I'll be able to come back before the season is out. You're right that the Patriot way is do your job, and certainly a big part of doing your job is showing up and working through uh, the process. But what the Patriots have also shown, at least it seems to me, is that they can be flexible in working with people who have great talent and if they're just honest with them. So it is an interesting point that you think he's done because of the way he finished off the season and kind of went out certainly on a top uh, high note with the performance in overtime against the uh, the Chiefs and then the performance in the Super Bowl, which really kind of won the Patriots the title. But I think that there's so much talent there, and frankly, the Patriots are don't have an ease of replacing Rob Gronkowski, even as good as Tom Brady is. We've talked about this before. Of all the people that Tom Brady has thrown to in his now nearly 20-year career in the NFL, how many of those guys are going to be Hall of Famers? There's some talk now about Julian Edelman. Certainly, Randy Moss is a Hall of Famer, but it's not like Brady got Moss for his entire career. He got him for only a couple of years. 
I think you could make a pretty strong argument that the only receivers or tight ends that have caught passes from Tom Brady that will be in the Hall of Fame are Randy Moss, and again, that was for a small segment of Tom Brady's career, and Rob Gronkowski. So it's not as if he's had, and again, Julian Edelman a little bit there in kind of that gray area where it depends on how many more good years he has as to whether or not he could ever rise up to that level. That discussion was major after the Super Bowl and the way that Edelman played and the fact that he was Super Bowl MVP, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, But right now, there are two guys who would be Hall of Famers who have ever caught passes from Tom Brady. Randy Moss, who did it for only a couple of years, and Gronkowski, who is somebody that the Patriots found and brought in and developed. That's pretty extraordinary to think about when you contemplate how good Tom Brady has been that really only one player that the Patriots brought in that they kept has been a Hall of Fame caliber player alongside of Tom Brady on the offensive side of the ball. Anybody disagree? Is there anybody else I'm missing that you think, hey, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer and he caught passes from Tom Brady? Because I think it's just Randy Moss and just Rob Gronkowski right now. Roberto, what do you think here? Do you think Gronk is going to come back? I agree with Daddy there. I He might want to come back, but I, I don't – I don't think uh, Belichick will let him come back. I don't think Belichick is the type of coach that lets, yeah, okay, yeah, take some time off and then come back when you're ready to go. Like, all right, there would Belichick. It is interesting to think about that. There would be a Boston Tea Party Part Two in all of New England. They would riot if Rob Gronkowski came out and said, "I'm ready to come back," and Bill Belichick won't allow me to come back and play for the Patriots. I don't think so. I think they pick Belichick over Gronk. Oh, I think they Belichick they trust. So- I think Gronk is so popular that it would break the uh, it would break the Patriot trust in Belichick to not let him come back. Now, would people rather have Brady than I mean Belichick than 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 Gronk? Certainly. And in fact, I was blown away. You guys may remember we did a poll on this back when the Brady Belichick story blew up. I think it was Seth Wickersham at ESPN wrote about the the the, the, the discord in the Patriot locker room. And that was around the time it was exploring how Jimmy Garoppolo got traded and everybody was kind of having to pick a side. Are you on the Brady side or the Belichick side? It surrounded the uh, Brady's trainer and his involvement with the Patriots and power struggle and all these different aspects. And I remember I put up a poll and I said, hey, you know, Patriot fans, who would you rather have? And 80% of them said Belichick. Even as beloved as Tom Brady is, uh, there is a, a recognition that at least in the mind of Patriot fans, Belichick is really the driving force if you had to choose between the two to pick who was the greatest, that Belichick would get that vote over Brady, which I think is a great debate in the world of sports. And certainly they're intertwined together forever, but that is is one that I think people will be debating for a long time because you happen to have the greatest coach paired with maybe the greatest quarterback, but which of them in the grand scheme of things is truly the most worthy of praise would Brady have been anywhere near Tom Brady without Belichick would Belichick have been anywhere near what he has been as a coach without Tom Brady who would have done better without the other that's a debate that really is never going to have an end but I think it's one that probably gets made for years and years uh, still to come ugly audio from DeMarcus Cousins threatening his uh, the mother of one of his children What does it sound like? We'll play it for you. What should the Lakers do? What should the NBA do? This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio.
Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. So we have another audio kind of scandal. And let me say this as we prepare to play this audio uh, featuring DeMarcus Cousins in a... Uh, in an argument with the mother of his seven-year-old. DeMarcus Cousins just got married, and he wanted to bring his seven-year-old son to the wedding, and for whatever reason, his, uh, his former, uh, I guess his current, the baby mother, the baby mama of the seven-year-old would not allow that to happen. Now, we don't have all of the audio surrounding the context of this. This is from TMZ Sports. Uh, just like we played the Tyreek Hill audio for you, if there becomes more context surrounding this statement, then we will certainly play it. Uh, but this is a recording that this woman made while she was at a bounce house. Like a, if you ha- if you if you have young kids, you probably know what I'm talking about. But a, a bounce house is like an in- indoor trampoline center, and so that's what you'll hear in the background as she's talking to him. And it's a relatively short tape. So let's go ahead and play this tape, and then we will talk about uh, what is likely to come from this. Go shoot the ball. Go shoot the ball. No, he's not coming. I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your effing head was what DeMarcus Cousins said there, if allegedly, if you are not able to hear it. Now, the Lakers have said they are aware of this tape and they are investigating. DeMarcus Cousins has not issued any comment at all. Uh, He's declined comment on this, which would make you think that this is likely to be accurate because if somebody said, hey, did you threaten to shoot your, uh, your, your baby mama in the head? Most people, I would think, would say, no, 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 that's not me. So uh, this is an ugly incident for the NBA. And, I, I mean, I kind of feel like, in some ways, this story is under the radar. Because if this were an NFL player threatening to put a, like, compare how much attention, let's say, the Adrian Peterson child abuse case got compared to this, I, I feel like this, by and large, is not getting anywhere near the same level of attention. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but to me, the solution here is pretty clear if you're the Lakers. You just cut him. I mean, if I were the Lakers right now, DeMarcus Cousins is already injured and out for the season. If I'm not mistaken, they only signed him to a one-year deal. This lets the NBA off the hook pretty easily without having to do their own investigation because if the Lakers cut DeMarcus Cousins, even if they pay him the $3 million or whatever they signed him for this year, if they cut him, then the NBA doesn't have to step in here and issue any kind of formal suspension. Again, because DeMarcus Cousins is already injured and presumed to be out for the entirety of the year, this wouldn't be uh, this would be an easy solution to me. Danny G, what do you think the Lakers and or the NBA should do about this audio? Man, this is tough. Uh, it's definitely not a good look for DeMarcus Cousins. I'm glad you said that when we have more context, we'll play it because I think that's what people are waiting on is to hear or maybe find out about the whole story with her. Not that if she said this or said that, that 
that it's okay for him to say what this he said. This is a crime. What he yes, said that you in can't most say that. states, uh, in most states, like he could be prosecuted in in the state of Alabama for. I mean, this is a this is a threat of murder, right? I mean, yeah. when you say it's not like he said, "I'll kill you," which would still be really scary, right, and inappropriate. But to say specifically and almost as cold blooded as he did, "I'll put a bullet in your brain." Uh, that is uh, <laughs> that that is, that is insanely detailed. So she has made a report with the police in yeah. uh, in Alabama, and they are uh, conducting an investigation. She also said, according to TMZ, that he had choked her before, which obviously is an ugly and 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 messy situation. So my solution here, again, if I'm the Lakers, I want nothing to do with this. I just go ahead and cut bait and move on. You signed him to a one-year deal. He's not going to play. You've already brought in Dwight Howard to replace him. And why would you stand by him when uh, when he's already going to be gone after this year, probably? So I just I don't see any, any point at all to the Lakers standing by him. I also think it makes it easier on the NBA, which otherwise has to conduct an investigation and levy some form of punishment, you would think, uh, associated with uh, with this audio, and again, we had the Tyreek Hill audio when he didn't end up getting suspended by the uh, by the league uh, or by the the Chiefs, although they put him on uh, you know the the whatever it is commissioner's exempt list or whatever it was called. He didn't miss any games. He didn't really miss any significant practices. So there certainly is that story out there where the context yeah. kind of changed. But I think what you think his threat is worse. I will yeah. say this. I mean, we've all said things in the heat of the moment that we didn't mean or we want to take back. And I hate when kids are used as pawns. It brings out the worst in people for sure when there's child custody issues or visitation issues. I mean, I went through it as a little kid myself, and I know how chaotic it can be. Yeah. So that's the one thing where I would say – Let's pump our brakes just a little bit. I would like the full context of all of this. I will also say this, though, and I'm not an expert on child custody. I have done a little bit of work on this in the law back in the day. Why wouldn't he just schedule the wedding for a weekend when he had custody of his son? Like, instead of sometimes – this is always a huge fight, right? If you know people who are divorced and they really don't get along, if you try and get a kid – when it is not your quote-unquote time to have that kid, oftentimes this is when petty power struggles between parents who are still angry reveal themselves at the highest level and the greatest degree of magnitude. So my question is, why not schedule your wedding for a time when you know you have custody of your child? I have no idea how much time DeMarcus Cousins gets with the kid, but theoretically he would get some time with him, I would think. And so, uh, again, we don't know what the basis is for why she would refuse, but you would think you could set your wedding for a time when you're going to actually have your kid. Uh, what would you do, Dub? If you're, are you with me that if you were the Lakers, you just cut bait? There's nothing to gain here at this point. I always say, so long as your talent exceeds your problems, you'll always be employed. I think DeMarcus Cousins at this point in time, his problems exceed his talents. I don't know what the Lakers gain at all by maintaining him under contract while this uh, investigation and controversy arises? I mean, it'd certainly be the easiest thing to do. I mean, the chances are he's not even going to play this year anyways with his latest serious injury. I mean, you got to feel bad for him in that regard. But, yeah, you made you brought up a great point about 
planning your wedding around when you'd actually have the child your child's custody. If I didn't you even know, think about that. If you know that you don't get along with the mother of your child and you guys are fighting all the time, the easiest way to solve this is to set your wedding date, which you pick and which you can have theoretically in a pretty broad swath of the off season because NBA players get off a good amount of the summer and you're rich. So in theory, it's not like you can't afford to rent out a variety of different places. Why not just pick it again for a date when you know that you're going to have your kid and avoid any sort of conflict with your with your kid's mom over whether or not he can come to the to the wedding. It's also wild how quickly Cousins' tone changes. He said, can I have my son come to the wedding, please? He did say, please. And she says, no. And the next line is, I'm going to put a bullet in your head then. Pretty big swing there. Hey, can I get uh, another helping of the meatloaf, please? No. I'm going to put a bullet in your head. I mean, that's a big swing. And honestly, it's kind of scary that somebody psychologically could go with that big of a swing with that little of time between those statements. What would you do, uh, Eddie Garcia? Well, if you're the Lakers, I don't I don't know why you would want to hold on to him uh, at this point. He's not going to play for you, and now he's you know bringing your team into a bad light, even though he's never played a game for your team. So uh, as far as, I mean, one of the things I, I thought I heard, and maybe you can confirm this or not, was, he also said something about you know he he could do it and not get his hands dirty. In other words, like hire people to yeah, that's, take care that's, of her that's as well. That's in the teams. I, I saw that headline, but I didn't hear the audio on that, so I don't know if there's multiple cuts and we haven't heard it. But I think no, TM, I think that was one of her claims. One okay. of her claims. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously you have to take it seriously, but as we saw with Tyreek Hill, and as Danny mentioned, you know, hopefully we'll maybe have more context as to what this was all about. Do you guys agree with me that this is? I mean. Imagine that, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is a pretty famous NBA player. Let's start there. I mean, yes, he has been injured lately, but he is a name that a huge percentage of NBA fans would know. He's one of the 40 or 50 biggest NBA players in terms of name recognition. There's no way, that that's accurate, right? Nobody would dispute that he's one of the 40 or 50 biggest names in the NBA. And as a result, you start thinking about, okay, if this guy were one of the 40 or 50 biggest names in the NFL, I feel like this would be so much of a bigger story, especially right now while everybody's talking about the Donald Sterling audio and it's such a huge story in the NBA. This is this is a pretty damn big story to me. Now, it's not as big of a story as it would be if DeMarcus Cousins had never gotten hurt. Right? Yeah, I, I, mean, agree, it, I agree with that. If he was healthy, it would be a way bigger story, I think. But it's still, it's wild to me that this is not a bigger story with the audio and with the uh, and with the whole element of, um, you know, the domestic violence connection and just how violent this threat is. And there are some people out there, like last night when I tweeted out a link to this uh, this audio, somebody hopped in and said, "Don't be a snowflake, snowflake liberal, Clay. A man loving his kids." Yeah, it was strong language, but you of all people know how this stuff works. She wouldn't let his kid go, knew he'd get mad, and then recorded him to get attention. Yeah, it's a little bit more than strong language when you threaten to murder someone. That's a crime. You could be prosecuted for it, and he may well be prosecuted for it. There's a big difference between that and 
getting angry. I think the audio of this is worse than the audio of Tyreek Hill. Now, again, I said we'll play if there's more audio and it provides more context, then certainly we'll play that. But this, to me, is a crime standing alone. So I don't know what more you could say or she could say. I mean, she could certainly have behaved in a criminal fashion in some way as well. But I don't know, lacking that, what's going to change DeMarcus Cousins having behaved in a way that is likely a crime in Alabama, whether or not he'll be prosecuted for it. And again, the audio doesn't seem like it's doctored because if it were, you wouldn't have it at a bounce house with kids yelling in the background and everything else. And I don't know what she was doing. It appears maybe she was recording with him on speakerphone from another phone. I, I, I'm guessing that's maybe how this happened. Uh, but we'll take calls. I want to open up the phone lines. What would you do about DeMarcus Cousins if you were Jeannie Buss and you own the Lakers? Because she has the ability to take this out of the NBA's hands if she just says, you know what, we're cutting him off the team. She can still pay him out the money she owes him, but I doubt that any other NBA team would pick up Cousins for the next year. And then the question, frankly, would be whether his career is going to continue or whether it's over, given all the injuries that he's had come uh, all together in such a short fashion. 877-996-6369. You can weigh in. What would you do about that if you were the owner of the Lakers? This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Just put up a poll question, by the way, for those of you who follow me on Twitter. You can go vote. Do you believe Rob Gronkowski will come out of retirement and play for the Patriots this year is the question. You can go vote uh, at Clay Travis on Twitter. we got several people who want to weigh in, I believe, on DeMarcus Cousins. Dub, let's start going. Roll through. All right, we got Tom in L.A. Tom, what would you do? Excuse me? What would you do about DeMarcus Cousins? Wow. The same thing the Lakers are going to do, cut them loose without a question. Yeah. I, I, I think that – thanks for the call. I think that's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I, I think the guy's not playing. His problems exceed his talents. I think this is an easy call for Jeannie Buss. I think uh, then the question will be, is DeMarcus Cousins' career over in the NBA? Because maybe somebody else will give him – he's already signing low-dollar contracts because no one trusts that his health is going to remain – good enough to be able to play at a high level. And I, I, I think that's probably the, the question that will be out there in the offseason next year as he tries to come back from this injury. Maybe somebody gives him a small dollar contract, even smaller than he's getting right now. And I think his career is close to, uh, to over, and certainly this tape, which, again, we don't know the full context of, but when you threaten to put a bullet in someone's head on audio – it's hard to say, hey, you know what? You know, it's just kind of a disagreement. Who's up next? We got Marco in San Antonio. Marco, what would you do? Well, as as an ownership group of the Lakers, I got to look at this season, first of all, and understand that there's legitimate excitement around the season. We just landed Anthony Davis, right? And, and I'm not even a Lakers fan, but there's a buzz about the organization. Now. There's a buzz from L.A. So I'd have to cut ties with DeMarcus. 
Demarcus Cousins. And as Demarcus Cousins, I have to remember that I'm Demarcus Cousins, and and I'm a big name in the NBA. One time was an elite center of the NBA. I have to understand that I can't just say these kinds of things and be okay with it and expect others to be okay with it. So, and I get that he's your son, and, and so you you want to have him there for such a huge occasion. But you're Demarcus Cousins. You're Demarcus Cousins. Like somebody said earlier, you've you've got the money to, to schedule the thing around that that uh, your availability or his availability. Just do what you got to do, make the changes, and don't run your mouth off like that. It's simple. Yeah, I think you have to assume in this day and age, almost that you're always that somebody's always watching or always recording you. And that the difference between your private and your public life cannot be very substantial at all. And if there is a difference, people will expose it, and that will be uh, that will be unfortunate. Who else, Dub? All right, last one here. We got Lang in Tennessee. Lang, what would you do? Hey, Clay. Uh, listen, first of all, I don't want to make an excuse for this man, but I want to know if any of you guys, and I don't believe you have, just by listening to you for as long as I have, uh, if any of you guys have been divorced at this point. I don't. I, has anybody been divorced on the show? Yeah, I have. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Danny okay, G so had like a Hollywood marriage for, but you didn't have any kids. No kids, no. Yeah. It, it, a lot of folks want to chime in and say, "Oh, they do this and they do that," and I'm telling you, even being a kid of divorce, it's it's totally different. Because I went through it, so I had kids at five and eight. It's totally, and I said a lot of stuff. It was terrible, and of course, you know, we've apologized and we've made amends and all that stuff. But I'm telling you, it's totally different. Um, when you go through a divorce and you have kids involved, and unfortunately those kids are caught in the middle, and they're used against you, and it really sucks, and you say some horrible, horrible things that you regret later in life, and we all go through it. I'm not excusing what he said. He said you're really bad stuff, but I'm telling you, it's, it's really bad, and it's hard on a man and a woman when you go through these things, especially when there's kids involved. Thanks for the call. Here's the problem. He didn't say, I'll kill you. I'm going to kill you, which you could be like, okay, that's hyperbole. Still not in any way defensible but you could be like that's hyperbole that's kind of a cliche what are you going to do when your kid didn't do his homework I'm going to kill him right like that's a very common parental thing what are you going to do when your kid misses curfew I'm going to kill that kid like it's not a literal threat if you say I'm going to put a bullet in his head in your head that's to me there's a difference between I'm going to kill you which can be hyperbole and we all understand, and probably at some point in time when you've been frustrated, you have said that with no intention whatsoever of actually even being violent. And I'm going to put a bullet in his head. I Again, there's a big jump between I'm going to kill him, and again, not appropriate, but like you can at least in your own life probably think of a way that you've used that language in exaggeration with people that you love even. And I'm going to put a bullet in somebody's head. And also there's the report that he's choked her before, according to her. Alabama police are investigating this. I think this is an ugly look for the NBA. I think the Lakers have to cut bait with DeMarcus Cousins. His problems now exceed his talents. There's absolutely nothing they gain by keeping him on the roster. We'll continue to roll uh, up next. We're going to talk with Jeff Schwartz about the NFL preseason. He'll be with us. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, one NFL story that is out here that is percolating is Carly Lloyd potentially 
trying to become a kicker. Now, uh, some quotes out here from Carly Lloyd. And if you're not aware, Carly Lloyd plays on the U.S. women's soccer team. She is 37 years old, and she had a 55-yard field goal that she made at a Philadelphia Eagles-Ravens practice that went viral, and there was a lot of talk about it. And uh, now she is saying that she's interested in trying to become a uh, trying to become a soccer player. I'm having discussions with my husband about the reality of playing in the NFL. Uh, Carly Lloyd told Fox Sports, they both feel I could do it and should consider it. So I'm seriously considering it. It's a challenge. So first of all, uh, this is interesting in and of itself because. The video, she runs up with several additional steps as opposed to what you would typically get in a NFL field goal kicking scenario. And look, more power to her if she decides she wants to try out. But this to me seems like it is like 99.99% likely to be a stunt. First of all, it's hard to become a kicker in the NFL. Every year we have tons of guys who are out there trying, who have every bit the leg to be NFL kickers, and they are unable to succeed. Secondly, what happens if she decides to become a kicker in the NFL and she gets a kick blocked, which would inevitably happen, and someone who is 300 pounds essentially body slams her on the field because I don't know what she weighs exactly. My bet would be like 125 or 135 pounds. She would literally be tossed around like crazy in the event she got a kick blocked and there was a scrum. And I I just, I think this is a crazy idea in many respects. Like it's fine to do in a preseason game where everybody's not trying that hard And it's like, yay, look, Carly Lloyd's as good as everybody else in the NFL at kicking. I think there is almost a 0% chance that she would be able to to play in the NFL. Maybe if you could go below zero, I would go below zero on this. What's her height and weight, Danny? She is 5'7", 141 pounds. All right, 5'7", 141. That is insanely small. So... If she got a kick blocked, which would happen, just about everybody in field goal kicking gets a kick blocked at some point. She's also 30, what, 37 years old right now and now says she wouldn't do it until next year. So she would be 38, meaning she's past her prime as a kicker. And there aren't, I don't know what the total number of 38-year-old kickers. You have Adam Vinatieri, who is basically immortal. But there aren't that many kickers who are approaching 40 years old in this league because younger guys typically have bigger legs. And this is not going to shock you, but men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. So there are a lot more men who can bomb a ball than there are women. And yet there are only 32 jobs in the NFL. So this to me seems like a clear attempt to get a lot of attention, more power to her, and also to try and, uh, you know, social justify the NFL even more. And I think there's a lot of people who are afraid to come out and say, yeah, I think it's unlikely that she's going to be good enough. And also, let's think about this in the larger context. When inevitably she got an extra point or a field goal blocked, 
and all these huge dudes are running around, is she not going to get totally and completely flattened? And then what happens? So I think there is a 0% chance that Carly Lloyd ends up a kicker in the NFL. Now, I think it's fine for her to try out. Every job should be open to everyone. And if you're a guy, girl, whatever you are, if you're the best at something, then you should have the opportunity to do it. But I think this is a massive overreaction to one viral video. This is like Tim Tebow stepping up and hitting a 400-yard drive, which he's done before, and people being like, oh, Tim Tebow should become a, a professional in the on the PGA Tour. Look, he just hit a 400-yard drive. Well, yeah. I mean, every now and then, I step up in the tee box and hit a perfect 275 or 280-yard drive. I don't do it very often. But if you saw me hit one drive and saw the result, you might be like, hey, maybe this guy's really good. I don't think that many people can hit a 55-yard field goal. If you think if you want to know how difficult this is, next time just go out and try to kick a 20-yard field goal. A lot of it is uh, is is leg strength and power and form and everything else, and your average guy is not going to be able to do it. In fact, if you go to NFL or college games very often, a lot of times they have kicking contests, and guys consistently and women consistently can't make like a 20-yard field goal. So more power to her. I think she'd have a better chance if she were 20 you know, 19 or 20 years old and she was interested in walking on a college football team because there's 120 or whatever it is, D1, FBS level college football teams. But this idea that she's going to somehow be a kicker in the NFL, I think is totally manufactured social justice warrior news. There's no way that she is likely to be able to do something without having done it for most of her life that these men are working at full-time for decades or more trying to refine their kicking craft. It's hard to become an NFL kicker. So in college, every four years, you got to find a new one. So there are typically a lot of jobs available in college. And so I can understand how there could be potentially the opportunity there. In fact, I think, if I remember correctly, wasn't that Colorado had a female kicker who came in, Katie, whatever her name was, and she tried to uh, she tried to kick as well, and I think she was on the team for a little while, and she was just okay. But certainly this is the position of any position that someone could play if they were a woman. But I think there's a 0% chance. What about you guys? Anybody believe that she has a legitimate chance to make it as a kicker in the NFL? It's definitely a stretch. Uh, the one thing in her favor is – she obviously has been kicking a ball for a long time. Yeah, but and so, we know she has a strong leg. Yeah, I, and I understand so what you're saying. So has every U.S. men's soccer player. Like, every U.S. men's soccer player, certainly, I bet, yeah. could step up and drill a 50-yard field goal. And a lot of times this happens in college, right? Like, a guy who has a huge leg on in soccer will decide to come out and attempt to, uh, to make the, uh, the college team. And certainly sometimes it works. Like Sebastian Janikowski grew up just having a huge leg, I think, in Germany, right? And then he came over, if I'm not mistaken, as an exchange student. And he's like, man, I think I can bomb this football. And even Aussie rules punters, guys who have got the skill to be able to kick. But if this were true, then there are tons of U.S. men's soccer players who should abandon playing pro soccer in the MLS and go completely and start kicking in the NFL because a good NFL kicker can make, what, three, four million dollars a year. 
and the average MLS player for men makes around sixty or $70,000, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So why wouldn't every single one of these guys who are bigger, stronger, faster, bigger legs than Carly Lloyd decide to do the same thing? I think this is a total show good for her, uh, and, uh, and, and the sideshow is a little bit entertaining, and I would be fine with it if, for instance, she was kicking on Thursday night tomorrow in an NFL preseason game. I would watch and be somewhat intrigued because the fourth week of the NFL preseason is a total joke anyway. That would actually be a fun storyline. Yeah. But I think there's a 0% chance of this happening. I think a lot of people are afraid to say they think it's a 0% chance of happening because people are like, oh, it's sexist of you <laughs> to believe that Carly Lloyd. No, no. I don't think there's any 38-year-old former women's athlete in any sport that could become an NFL kicker. I don't think I – mean, she's welcome to try, but I think it's almost a 0% chance that she would be better – than the 32 already under contract or trying out at a high level NFL kickers. Not to mention that these guys are always under stress and being replaced too, which means there's a rotational core of about probably 75 guys in the NFL or 100 guys who feel like, hey, I'm close to being a pro kicker in the NFL, and you're constantly trying to get that opportunity and find yourself a job. I think it's because of her accuracy. You're right about all the other soccer players, but if they went to some camps, they were invited like she was, and they were accurate during the entire practice the way she was, and it was on video, I think that's why the dog and pony show started was because of how accurate her kicks were. Yeah, a lot of people can kick the ball far, but obviously the problem, and ask the Chicago Bears, they know all about it, the problem is accuracy. But it's way different in a game than it is in practice. Also, again, at some point in time, her kick is going to get blocked, and she's going to get destroyed. People make fun of kickers getting destroyed all the time. She would be super, like, what is, somebody look up Martine Gramatica back back in the day. What was Martine Gramatica's size? Remember him? Like, he tore his ACL celebrating a field goal. I mean, he was an absolute tiny little man on the field. Listed at 5'8", 170 pounds. Okay, so they have Martin Gramatica. Remember how small Martin Gramatica looked? He was 5'8", 170 pounds. Now, even if they're exaggerating a little bit, you just told us that Carly Lloyd was 5'7", 140? Yeah. So he would dwarf Carly Lloyd. And think about how small he looked. If you put her in pads, this would look completely ridiculous. And if the kick got blocked, which there's a decent chance it would, she would get destroyed in the scrum around that kick. And and then, like, what happens? I, I don't know. I think it's a mess. I think this is totally a made-up story that is designed to appeal to people who are not very smart who are social justice warriors, who want to walk around in their girl power shirts, and they're like, oh, Carly Lloyd would be just as good as other NFL kickers. She's welcome to try. I think the chance of it working is 0%. Does anybody disagree? Dub, do you disagree? Uh, No, I don't. I mean, I was very impressed with her field goal kicking because it did look like the field goal itself was narrower than usual. But, I mean, let's just imagine she's playing on a wet surface, a slippery field. She slips, the ball goes low. I mean, I do not want to see... Carly Lloyd or any woman for that matter kicking to be to end up in the bottom of a scrum pile with 300 pound men trying to chase and make a tackle which oftentimes the kicker has to do I mean there's absolutely zero percent chance of a fake right I mean you're not running Carly Lloyd out wide on a pitch or anything else she's probably not going to throw the ball so I mean just thinking about the job of a kicker overall 
And again, the kicker is the last line of defense. So she might be in a position where she's trying to make a tackle. I mean, she would, again, Martin Gramatica is tiny. If you remember him, he's the smallest kicker that I can remember in the NFL. And he was listed at five foot eight, 170. Let's presume that maybe there's a little exaggeration there. But he would dwarf uh, Carly Lloyd. And I mean, I just think about how ridiculous she would look in pads. I think this is crazy. What about you, Eddie Garcia? Are you of the opinion there's being any potential of this happening? I hope so. I'd like to see it just for the freak show factor. There's zero chance that she could be an NFL kicker. Uh, zero. It's ridiculous. I, people that saw that video, I mean, it was cool that she did it, and I'm not trying to bash her over it, but she took like a 10-yard running start like it was a kickoff, number one. Yep. She's not in pads. There's no line in front of her. I mean, it's it's so far from actually kicking in a real game. Uh, and being accurate at it, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, why also is there like a fear of people saying, you know, to me again, this is like Tim Tebow stepping up and hitting a 400-yard drive. I think Tim Tebow, if he swung really hard, could hit. And there's reports out there. I think there's videos of Tim Tebow hitting a golf uh, hitting a golf tee shot like 400 yards. Right? I mean, he's a massive dude, and he can crush the ball off the tee, but. There are tons of guys who can hit the ball a long way off the tee, and we don't immediately say, oh, he should play in the PGA Tour. I mean, I, I again, the fact that she got – you made a good point, Eddie. She ran up like it's a kickoff. I mean, look at how often on kickoffs guys will bomb the ball through the back of the end zone when they get the extra run up. Uh, and so she's got to 100% get this. But, I mean, the being treated like this is is is, is insane. She told NBC Sports Philadelphia, I don't want to go in there blindly. I want to actually attempt to do it, but I know that I definitely could do it because anything I set my mind to do, I can do it. And I actually do kick balls for a living. So, yeah, it's all about the technique, and we'll see what happens. This is not true, all right? First of all, it's important to have faith in yourself. But when I see quotes like this, they aren't true. I know that I definitely could do it because anything I set my mind to do – I can do it. Could you write a better play than Shakespeare, Carly Lloyd? If you decided that you were going to outright Shakespeare as a playwright and you set your mind to do it, could you do it? I don't think so. Carly Lloyd, could you dunk a basketball? If you set your mind to do it, you're saying anything you set your mind to do, you can do it. Could you dunk a basketball? No. Like there are lots of things I can set my mind to do that I don't have the physical ability or the mental ability to do. So th- I understand like we we buy into cliches all the time, but when you drop cliches like that, no, I don't think you can be a, uh, become an NFL kicker. And I think it's crazy that more people aren't pointing out that this is an insane idea. And I think it's because girl power, yay, people are afraid to point out that she can't do it. Try it. More power to you. The NFL is a meritocracy, but the chances of her being able to do this are zero. What about you, Roberto? You big uh, believer Carly Lloyd could do it? Yeah. Have you, have you seen the movie uh, Necessary Roughness? I do remember that movie yeah, back in the day. Yeah, she can do it. <laughs> didn't, uh, who was the – didn't they have uh, – uh, Brooke Shields? Was it Brooke Shields? Kathy Ireland. Oh, Kathy, Kathy Ireland. Ireland. Brooke Shields. Kathy Ireland She's stepped right off the cover <laughs> of, of SI and became a kicker in Unnecessary Roughness. Yeah. Hottest kicker ever. Uh, so maybe Carly Lloyd could become the NFL kicker. But don't you guys think this is – like this is an example of a story where I think a kicker – this is like when John McEnroe, remember, 
like people were mad at John McEnroe because he said Serena Williams would be like the 700th best women's, I mean, men's tennis player. And that was actually way too kind because I talked to pro men's tennis players and they're like, dude, she, Serena Williams is great to play for women's tennis, but she couldn't make a men's decent college tennis team. Like every decent men's college tennis player, to say nothing of pros, would wax Serena Williams because men are bigger, stronger, and faster. So this job is highly sought after, NFL kicker. If you do it well, it pays 3 or $4 million. I don't think that Carly Lloyd is just going to suddenly show up and be able to do it at a professional level. And if she could, then every dude who's playing MLS soccer is wasting his pro career because if Carly Lloyd could do this, then most dudes who play MLS soccer t- could as well because it's all about how powerful their leg is. We come back, we'll ask Jeff Schwartz about this. I just think it's an interesting story because so few people are even willing to point out how ridiculous of a story this is based on her having made one field goal. Up next, it's Jeff Schwartz, NFL preseason talk, and we'll ask him whether Carly Lloyd has the potential to be the next Martine Gramatica. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We bring in now Jeff Schwartz. Jeff, do you think Carly Lloyd will become an NFL kicker? Uh, do I think she will? No. Do I think someone will give her a tryout? Possibly. Look, the, impre- the impressive part of what she did wasn't really the, it, it, the... The fact is that soccer players have a tough time kicking a regular football, you know, NFL football, and... The impressive part was that she didn't have that problem. Now, part of kicking is also being able to tackle and protect yourself if that comes to it, right? Because kickoffs and you have to maybe tackle, so that's where an issue would be. But, look, I mean, I have no problem with the team just giving her a tryout. Do you think there's any chance? We just had a huge discussion. I think this is totally a made-up story. I think there's a 0% chance she ever plays in the NFL. Well, I I think that, too. I think there's a 0% chance, but, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, People I have no problem with get, anybody getting a, <laughs> anybody getting a, a tryout, but this to me is like this. What was the girl's name? Tony Harris, who got like the yeah. television commercial during the Super Bowl, and people are like, "Oh, this." And then you look it up, and like it's a totally manufactured, yeah. made-up story. Um, no, I think this is a manufactured story. But again, I think it's because that it was you know, So soccer players, I mean, look, if it was that easy to kick a football, then every team would have a soccer player as a kicker. But I don't think it is. That's why. It's so impressive to see uh, to see you know a player like her just step on the field and kick a 55-yard field goal without really any practice or warm-up. Now again, would she make a roster when there's a lot of other factors involved? No, but I mean, I would. I mean, I don't care if she gets a tryout. Right. But I, I think again, it's not. Would, would she make a roster? Probably because again, I know I know it sounds silly because we see kickers all the time that can't protect themselves very well when they go attempt to make a tackle, but. Uh, I mean, that is part of this a little bit, right? I mean, you're on kickoff, you have a returner running at you, you have to, like, attempt to make a play. I mean, we saw the, the Utah punter, uh, who's now in the 49ers, uh, come down the field, you know, two weekends ago, just crush someone on a punt. So, I mean, there, there are some things that you have to be able to do as a kicker. Can she do that? Probably not, but I'm fine with her getting a tryout. There's no harm in that. 
All right, so a um, couple other things. Uh, we're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Let's dive right in. Andrew Luck, how stunned were you by the Andrew Luck decision? I, I was completely floored uh, because obviously it came out of nowhere. Um, and, you know, but when, 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 you, when you think about what he's gone through, and I'm glad he spoke, obviously, um, is we, we as athletes – uh, you as you know, you you had your your six weeks with us training all the yeah. time in 2008. You know what it's like now. Um, you know, there's a lot of pain that we deal with that's really not talked about. And I, I know Gronk. I'm glad he spoke about it yesterday. There's players who have shared their stories. I've shared my story, whether on my Periscope or whether it was on um, you know when I wrote for SB Nation. But I think that you know the emotional toll of rehab year after year just wears on guys. And the idea for Andrew Luck of hey. I might have to be out eight weeks on, on, on short-term IR, or I might miss another season. I might, you know, tear Achilles. I might injure my ankle even worse. He was not doing that again. And I, I think that it's forgotten a little bit that our families are part of this decision. So he mentioned his wife a couple times, and he mentioned just wanted to be a normal guy. Well, that's what the offseason is for, right? To, to be a normal guy, to travel, to be with your friends and family. But if you're always rehabbing an injury in the offseason – you can't do that. I, I lived that life. Even my wife, I told her about Andrew Luck and what happened. And she said to me the, the, the other night, she goes, I hated you because you kept getting hurt. Like, yeah. she, it, wasn't my, it wasn't my fault, obviously. But she goes, I hate, like, we had a young son. You couldn't help out around the house. Like, I was resentful of you. And I think Andrew Luck kind of mentioned it. That, that's a big part of this decision that we kind of forget about because we only look at guys as football players. So, do you believe he'll ever come back? Because getting healthy, like, let's assume that he goes and he travels the world and his wife has a kid and, um, you know, he looked in the mirror and he's like, dude, I'm 30. It's not that old. Uh, maybe he has something else that he wants to pursue with a great passion, but he would have to face the fact that he's not a football player anymore and he still might simultaneously be, I think it's fair to say, even if he takes a year off, one of the 10 best in the world at what he does, and it's a rare talent to play quarterback. Do you think he'll be tempted to come back? Do you think he will ever come back? I was I was leaning toward yes when this first happened, but the more I think about it, I think it's probably not going to happen. So, you know, a lot of us that play football, and I'm in this category, I think, as well, you know, don't we don't consider ourselves only football players, right? I mean, there, now, there are a lot of guys who play football since they're five, it's all they know. And they are about that life. And there's a bunch of us like me who I didn't play football until I was six, really until I was 15 years old. I love the game. I grew up loving the game. I still love the game. I love consuming it. But I never consider myself only a football player. I think Andrew Luck falls in that category where he considers himself. You know, he likes his, his interests outside of football. He's very bright, obviously. Uh, he loves to travel. He obviously has a book club. I mean, there's other things about him that he wants to explore outside of football. So he might get that competitive itch back eventually, but he might, he might channel that into an, an academic project, into some other venture, uh, some business. He might, he, you know, he might channel that competitiveness into something else that's not football. I just I don't see him coming back. I mean, I, th- I think that's why the Colts gave him all that money um, to maybe entice him to come back. But also, because I think they knew they had to put him on, on injured reserve this year anyways, and they would have had to pay him a bunch of money. So they're like, well, either way, we, you know, we would have to pay you. So here's that money. Uh, I don't think he comes back, Clay. I really don't. Okay, like, let's go to Gronk, which we led off the show with today. And if people haven't heard the audio, Gronk, and I'm assuming you probably have heard the audio have, now, yeah. uh, 
Rob Gronkowski came out and he's doing a advertisement for a cannabis company, uh, not weed, but like cannabis oil, I believe. Yeah, uh, CBD. Which, yeah. yeah, CBD. Um, and uh, and as part of that, he definitely kind of opened the door to the idea that he could potentially come back. Now he's lost a lot of weight, as many NFL players do. He would have to bulk back up. He would have to get back in, you know, peak football conditioning. But do you think, having seen those comments, that Gronk is done with football? Um, I'm glad, you know, Gronk was able to speak. I feel like we, at times, view Gronk as like this big meathead, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a very bright man. He knows exactly kind of where he is in life, and, and you heard him talk yesterday. I was glad to hear him open up about the way his body was feeling. I think there's a possibility he does come back. Look, the, the, the weight loss thing is not a big concern, in my opinion. I mean, he could probably put on 20 – 25 pounds, 30 pounds in six weeks if he, you know, if he really needed to to play. And, and look, as it gets closer to maybe December and people start seeing photos of Gronk in November and he's bulked back up, that'll give you your answer right away whether he's coming back or not. Um, I think you know, I think that if, if the Patriots are playing really well, which I think they will, and there's a shot he can go back to Super Bowl, his body's feeling good, he'll do it. But here's the thing, too. I mean, look, if he's been smoking a bunch of weed, I know this is CBD, but <laughs> I don't think he's going to pass a drug test when he comes back. Yeah. Um, I thought about that immediately. I mean, the NFL is going to test him the first day he gets back. Um, and if he's been now, not all CBD has THC in it. I get that. But uh, if he's been doing other things, um, that, that might affect his decision as well. Uh, but I'm telling you, man, a lot of guys, and you can go through Twitter. I know Mark Schlereth put out, a, I think, a podcast talking about his you know, last couple of years in the NFL. Another player, Rich Orenberger, put a long thread on Twitter about crawling to the bathtub in the morning to warm his body up because his back was so, was so beat up. Um, a lot of us don't share those stories because no one really cares most of the time about our, you know, I mean, we're not asking for sympathy, but a lot of guys struggle and, and Andrew Luck had the opportunity to retire because of kind of the, the leverage of his position in the Colts organization, knowing that he's made his money, that he can afford to give the money back, um, and that, you know, he was able to do this. And, and a lot of players don't have that opportunity, and we stick it out for a long period of time when we shouldn't. Uh, but And then that, that's why everyone commended Luck. It was like, hey, I wish I could have done that when, when, uh, when he did it, uh, but I had to keep playing. So uh, I'm happy for Luck. Uh, I'm happy for Gronk if they're in a better place. Uh, that's all that matters. Yesterday, Mark Slareth was on our show, and he said he knew that he was done when he was watching film, and it was snowy in Denver, and he was watching a guy, and he's like, man, that guy is not going to, you know, he's a practice squad guy. He's never going to really make uh, the roster. He just doesn't have what he needs to have, you know, based on watching him in practice. And then he started to zoom in, and he was like, wait a minute, that's me. Uh, and he said it was just like a, a shattering <laughs> moment for him uh, to recognize yeah. himself on film oh, yeah. and see what he was unable to do. And yep. and he was like, that's it. I just, I just don't have it anymore. Did you have yeah. a moment like that where you were just like suddenly you knew I don't have the ability to do this anymore? So I broke my leg two straight years. I actually broke it 364 days apart. So the second one wasn't as bad as the first one. Um, but – you know, toward the end, of, I had a couple games in 2015 where I couldn't feel my foot because I had a nerve problem. Um, and so you're just watching film, and you're like – and this is the worst three-game stretch of my life. I had four sacks in three games. It was, it was really bad. Um, and you watch yourself on film, and you're like, what, what are you doing, man? Because in, in the moment, in the game, you think to yourself, oh, my footwork was fine. It was my left leg. So my left leg was, you know, was coming with my body. 
there's some explosion off of it. And you watch film and you're like, what are you doing? Because my leg just didn't work. And, and you're like, so on the film, it looked much different than how I pictured myself on the field during the play. And it's like, oh, now I see clips of myself that year. I'm like, oh, man, like it just I, I stuck it out one more year. Um, then I, I didn't make the team in, in, out of Detroit, but I stuck around because I didn't want to leave the field on a cart, essentially, even though I, I broke my leg, I walked off. But um, I just didn't want to leave hurt. And I, I probably should have. So, Clay, there's a you can get it. There's an injury like I don't know the right the right wording for it, but there's like an injury settlement like clause built into the CBA where you get um, a percent of your contract for the following season up to like $1.1 million. If you just basically fail a physical and you retire because of the failed physical. So my stupid butt wanted to try to play again for the minimum of like $600,000 in Detroit. I could have just failed to had the doctor fail my physical and I would have made 1.1 tax free from the giants to retire. And I was, that's so stupid of me, but I wanted to play, man. I thought I was, I was being a little arrogant. Um, Last question for you. We're talking to uh, Jeff Schwartz, uh, former NFL offensive lineman. This is not football related. Have you heard the DeMarcus Cousins audio? Uh, no, but I saw your tweet about uh, you get to keep, get yeah. your money back. All right, so <laughs> let's play. Do you have that, Danny G? Let's play the audio for Jeff Schwartz here because I know you're a Laker fan. I'm curious. I'm going to put you in the role of Jeannie Buss. So this is out. This is according to TMZ. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins wanted to take his kid to uh, his wedding, and his uh, his uh, the, the the mother of the seven year old, who he obviously has a contentious relationship with, he calls her and asks for that, and then this is what it sounded like, according to her. Go shoot the ball. Go shoot the ball. No, he's not coming. I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your effing head and they were at like a bounce house when she was uh, when she was talking with DeMarcus Cousins. What would you do if you were the Lakers knowing that Cousins is out presumably for the year? You were only paying him three million dollars in change. What do you do if you're Jeannie Buss and this audio is in front of you and you have to make a decision about what to do with him? Did I miss the, the social media outrage about the NBA? Did I miss all that? Because I know if this is an NFL player, like it'd be calls for the NFL to like shut it, shut down its doors. Oh, it's fascinating. Bar the guy for a year. Like, did, did I miss all that? Did I, like, did, did that blow? No, no. That's that's that? exactly how social media would okay. respond yeah. if it, this was. And I said, like, look, it's not like Demarcus Cousins is an anonymous NBA player. He's one of the forty or fifty best known players well, in the entire yeah. NBA. Correct. Okay, I, I, just, I thought I missed that for a second because if that was like a like a nondescript NFL player, there'd be calls to boycott the NFL for the entire season. Um, I uh, look with his injury um, and that audio, uh, you might just be like, "Hey, man, you want to stay away from the facility for a little bit." But again, look, a lot of decisions nowadays by teams are made off of social media backlash. We know this, right? Whether that's right or wrong. And no one's talking about this on the internet. The Lakers don't have to do anything. Like, I, I mean, I saw your tweet about it. I saw TMZ tweet about it. Like, that was it. No one, like, why would the Lakers do anything? No one cares. No one's talking about this. No one's making a big fuss about it. I'm not sure. I don't think people in L.A. to worry about the Dodgers right now and, and, and football happening. No, no why one, do you no think it is that, that DeMarcus Cousins and the NBA can get a pass here? But I think you're correct that if this were an NFL team and a top, you know, 50 caliber NFL player, that everybody would be up in arms and it would be a huge story. 
because the NBA is looked at as the super progressive league that allows players to do whatever they want. And NFL is looked at like this, oh, this bad conservative league that the players are can't do anything they want, and the players are bound by the owners, and just it's just different. It's looked at differently, and and it's somewhere in the middle, right? Of course, as usual, but it's just the way the NBA is looked at, and the NBA is huge on social media, right? It's very popular on social media. Um, and that's probably the, the NBA team accounts do a good job and the NBA puts out good information and stuff and videos, but yeah, I mean, it's just, that's the way it's always going to be. I don't think it's ever going to change, but I mean, I, who's, where's the outrage from the same people that, you know, that would, that would call for the NFL player to never play football again. That's a great question. I asked that question. When we started this show and we brought up that audio that there's a total difference in the way that NFL players are treated compared to really players from any other league. Uh, based on off the off the field, uh, you know, nefarious. And then, by the way, and that is last point. That's Goodell's fault, by the way, because if Goodell and we talked about this many times, I've mentioned this on your show when Jason and I host. If Goodell did not want to be the crime and punishment commissioner, if he did not want to be the guy that stood up and demanded that there be a call to action, suspensions every time something happens, then the NFL wouldn't have this rap. And it wouldn't get so much attention for every time a player. It's not every. There's like less than one percent of players in the NFL are, are commit crimes or, or bad dudes or, or you know have these allegations come up. But because there's been lawsuits and there's all this attention to a domestic violence policy that they don't follow, and they have arbitrary punishments and all this other stuff. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a thing. But Goodell made this his priority. He made this a thing, and he's made this mess. I agree. I agree completely with you. All right. Good stuff. Jeff Schwartz, uh, we'll talk to you next week. This is OutKick. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Old school, Bell Bib DeVoe bringing us back here in the Geico Outkick Studios. Let me bring in Eddie Garcia, get an update, uh, find out what's shaking in the world. What what in the world is going on here? Where is Eddie now? I'm here. You going to go? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. You ready? ready yeah, well, that's why I said let's go to Eddie and okay. get an update. All right, let's get you caught up on some baseball scores from last night with the A's beating the Royals. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Eddie, reports are you were reading something on your computer, and that's why you weren't ready to go. Honestly, I I thought we did it already. <laughs> this is he's falling apart. We had the trial just this week, Eddie, and you thought we had already done the I update. I thought we did it before the Jeff Schwartz interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that is really really funny. thank you so for you your missed... service though eddie hey, you're welcome that is incredible thank you that for is your absolutely service. incredible world war ii i do appreciate the honesty i do appreciate the honesty and the fact that you stormed the beaches of normandy so many years ago but this is now i mean this is a series of uh of unfortunate events speaking of a show that my kids love to watch i mean one calamity after another when we try to do the updates of late I saw Roberto looking at me. I'm like, why is he looking at me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I was, was like, like when you started when you started your report, I said to uh, I said to to Danny, I was like, what is he do? like? He knows. And he looked at me like, gonna... what, what? What do you want, dude? <laughs> I thought you were trolling me when you didn't respond when I immediately tossed it to you. You know, there are times when I do like you know, go to the kitchen or nature calls, <laughs> get up and leave. So, but I, I was here. I was here. I didn't leave. What were you reading? 
Uh, I was reading about, uh, well, I was looking at the college football schedule for this weekend and trying to figure out what I was going to watch. <laughs> planning, I was planning my day on Saturday. Nice. Yeah. What, what game stands out? What, it is yeah, hum- what games did you hum- pick out? Yeah. Well, that's, it's your, you know, might as well just get comfortable. Well, I, I am going to the Fresno State-USC game that night, so I, I'm, I'm like, well, which ones? I'm going to record a couple of games <laughs> yeah. while I'm not there, and I'm, I'm getting my plan it's hum day. It's hum day. Yeah. It, it is, is Wednesday. So. Uh, we can understand why three days in advance you need to make sure that you've got your DVR set Absolutely. accordingly. This is a, Weekend's it, almost here. That's right. What game are you most excited for other than Fresno State where you went? Oh, boy. I don't know. Do you know. feel good, by the way, about Fresno State giving SC a run? Not really, to be honest with you. They've got a lot of losses. They had a great season last year, uh, but they've got a lot of losses. They're replacing their quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm hoping they, they give uh, the Trojans a run, but I, I'm not I'm not real confident they're going to win that game. That's a night game in uh, in L.A. Yeah, the so you'll be so like while Auburn and Oregon are playing, which I think is probably the the game that most yes. people would point yes. to on I, Saturday. night. I will have to record that and watch it uh, the next day. Yeah, that's the game I'm most excited to watch for the opening weekend of college football. All right, we come back. There are a couple big stories out there. We're going to play you some audio. Rob Gronkowski hints that he might be willing to come out of retirement, and Demarcus Cousins. Uh, threatens to put a bullet in his baby mama's head. We've got the audio. Both of those, if you haven't heard them, we will play for you to start off Hour 3 of OutKick. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. This is OutKick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Live from the Geico OutKick studios. Hope you guys are having fantastic Wednesday. It's hump day, as many of you are pointing out. Eddie uh, Garcia officially in a slump. I think it's fair to say that he's in a slump on his updates. We'll see whether he can bust out of the slump in this hour. But so far, just uh, really starting to fall apart a little bit. Um, Two big stories that we are tracking as we roll through Wednesday. Rob Gronkowski broke his silence since retiring from the New England Patriots as a part of a cannabis oil spokesperson performance. He talked about the way that he felt when he left football and whether or not he might be ready to return. This is what that audio sounded like. I love all my fans. I love Patriot fans. And wherever I go, Patriot fans always ask, am I coming back when I'm coming back? Where am I coming back? I'm walking across the street and they're like, you're walking because you're coming back. (laughs) It's crazy. I understand. I I feel that love. But I want to be clear to my fans. I needed to recover. I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down, and I didn't like it. And I was losing that joy in life, like the joy. I'm sorry right now, but oh, dang, let me, oh. I really was, and I was fighting through it. Yes, I'm on the right path to where I am now, and I got a lot farther to go, and I feel great, and I am pain-free. But I truly believe I can get to another level with my body, and I'm just in the stage, first stage right now. And when that time comes down in the future, if I have the desire to play football again, if I feel passionate about football again, if I'm feeling like I need to be out there on the field, I will go back to football. But as of right now, that is not the case. It could be the case in six months. It could be the case in two years. It could be the case in three years could be the case in three months but I truly don't see it in the foreseeable future in like a week or a month I could play right now if I wanted to play hands down physically wise I can do it mentally wise desire wise it's not there my my mind 
my soul keeps telling me you need more time off. And when I feel like my body's top notch, my soul, my mind, mentally and physically, I'm ready, then I would go back to the NFL if, if I ever get to that point. I hear all this, and it makes me think that Rob Gronkowski is going to come back to the NFL. That's our poll question right now, by the way. 9,000 of you have voted in the first hour. 75% of you do not believe Rob Gronkowski will come out of retirement and play for the Patriots this year. I actually do. I think Gronk will come out of retirement this year. In hour one, Dub points out that the Patriots have a week 10 bye week right around November 10th. I think there's a good chance that's when Gronk decides to make his return to the NFL. But 75% of you disagree that Gronk is going to come back this year and play for the New England Patriots. You can go vote in that poll if you would like. At Clay Travis on Twitter is where you can track me down. Poll is right at the top of my page. All right? So that is one story that is out there. For those of you waking up on the West Coast, TMZ dropped pretty explosive audio featuring DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins obviously out for what appears to be the season signed by the Lakers, and he recently got married. He wanted his seven-year-old son to come to the wedding with him, and uh, his wife, or sorry, his, his baby mama, was not happy about that idea. She recorded him there at a bounce house. This is a phone call, according to TMZ, where DeMarcus Cousins threatens to shoot his baby's mom in the head uh, for not letting her their son come to the wedding. Here's what that sounds like. Again, she's in a bounce house. If you're a parent, you know what these things are, where you can go in. They got all these different trampolines inside. You can bounce all over the place. And so part of the way during the conversation, she's talking with what I presume is DeMarcus Cousins' son. This is the audio. One more time. Go shoot the ball. Can I have my phone? Go shoot the ball. Can I have my phone? No, he's not coming. All right, I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your effing head. That is exactly how I ended my last conversation with Chad Withrow, who joins us now at Withrow Zone. He's going to be with us on Wednesdays now uh, because Joel Klatt is sliding into his Friday spot. Uh, for football season. So Joel will join us every Friday from wherever he's calling the Fox game of the week in the Big 12 or the uh, Big 10. But Chad Withrow joins us now. Withrow, what would you do if you were Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers? You hear that audio. DeMarcus Cousins is already out for the season. To me, this is a clear case of problems outweighing talent. I would just go ahead and cut bait with DeMarcus Cousins and solve this issue in one fell swoop. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, – look, if he were a healthy Kevin Durant, I, I think you probably weigh this a little bit differently uh, because of the talent. But like you said, with the factors of him being you know, out for the season and everything else, probably best just to move on. It, it's, it's so difficult when you get stories like this um, where, you know, you hear it or you see it. You know, the Titans drafted Jeffrey Simmons, and uh, he punched a woman in high school. Well, it's on video, and it just really adds to it when you actually add that layer of being able to experience it like that. Uh, not that it makes it any better if no one's on or it's not on video, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Clay. I think they probably should just move on. 
All right, so I'm curious if you agree with me here. DeMarcus Cousins is probably one of the 40 or 50 most famous NBA players, right? Uh, Even though he's on the decline, I think it's fair to say based on his recent injury history and in terms of his overall basketball ability, he's one of the 40 or 50 most recognized NBA players. If this were an NFL player, the story I feel like would be everywhere and immediately Roger Goodell would be under siege. The entire league would be under siege. This happens for DeMarcus Cousins and I feel like there's a lot of collective shrugs of the shoulders. Do you agree that the NBA is getting a pass here compared to how the NFL would get treated for a similar audio? Yeah, but I think a lot of that clay is just the fact the NFL is so much more popular. Um, and I think the NBA as a whole has done a better job than the NFL of handling situations like this. So they get a little bit more of a pass because they don't have the past poor track record that we've seen with Roger Goodell. Um, but, but I think that's the case with anything that's just not as popular. I mean, the NBA is not the NFL in this country, so it's not going to be covered the same way. I, I think that's it more than anything else. All right, so let's go into football. Obviously, college football starts this weekend, the NFL preseason week four. But I still I feel like the Andrew Luck retirement is sort of the story that's hanging over everything. Where were you when you saw this news, and what was your immediate reaction when you saw Andrew Luck's decision to retire? I was um, sitting at home watching uh, Florida and Miami, like a lot of football fans, desperately starved for football. Yep. I was watching that atrocious game. Uh, it was the it was the worst I felt, by the way, watching a game that was really close, just because the poor play on both sides. But anyways, I was watching that game and I looked down and I saw the Adam Schefter tweet. And Clay, I did probably what almost everyone else did. I'm sure it wasn't the fake Adam Schefter. Yeah, that has tricked people before in the past because I think I saw a radio station retweet Adam Schefter and I think, boy, I bet someone made the mistake of retweeting the fake Adam Schefter. Yeah, and then of course, uh, you know, you, you look at it and you almost have to read it four or five times before you let it sink in that it's true. Um, what a crazy sequence. And then, you know, I'm watching Sports Center and, and clicking over to different news shows to watch. And then you see the reaction of Colts fans live as he's on the sideline. Uh, it was, I mean, it, one of the craziest stories we've witnessed in a while in sports. So what's the fallout there for the AFC South? So you've got the Colts who have moved from prohibitive favorites. I mean, they were 50-50 money favorites to now being the biggest underdog in the division. The Texans, can they protect Deshaun Watson? Jacksonville Jaguars, how will Nick Foles come in? Can they fix what seems to be pretty clear team chemistry and dissension-related issues? For the Titans, can Marcus Mariota stay healthy? Uh, What's going to happen here? Who would you make the favorite in your mind in the AFC South now? Clay, I think that the Titans should be the favorite. I think the way the Titans have been built, uh, you, you know, the, the the part of the process that we're in now with John Robinson at the helm of the Titans, Marcus Mariota in year five, this is the best offense, these are the most weapons he's had on offense. The defense should be really good. The Titans should win this division. But having said that, if I had to put betting favorites on it, it's the Texans because I believe in Deshaun Watson more than I believe in Marcus Mariota. And if it starts with the quarterback, and I, I agree with you, I mean, Andrew Luck, not being there for the Colts completely changes their fortunes. Uh, suddenly, every team in the, in the AFC South is thinking, boy, that's two games that, that they should win against the Colts with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Um, so I, I think the Titans should be the team to beat. I think, though, that it will be the Texans because I, I give an edge to Deshaun Watson at quarterback. All right, college football week zero, pro or con. I loved it. 
I think that the decision to extend the college football season, which is the shortest season of all the major sports, is genius. Maybe you don't play a game in Orlando where it's going to be like 174 degrees uh, no matter what time you play that game uh, between Florida and Miami, but playing kickoff-style games a week early, this week zero concept, which in theory debuted for the 150th anniversary of college football. I love it. I love the idea. What about you? I love it, and I especially love it if I'm one of the two teams playing in that game. When you get that type of spotlight, I mean, what a what a great – now the, the quality of play wasn't great, but what a great commercial for both Florida and Miami football. I mean, think about the whole week leading up to that. You had college game day. You had pregame shows there. You had everyone talking about it. I'm sure you were talking about that game, and that's a great hype train for two individual programs going into that game. And, yeah, I, I think it was great. I think you give a little bit of an appetizer to the full feast that's coming this weekend. And uh, I, I, I found it – look, it was something where normally, Clay, I would not be scheduling time to be in front of the television at a certain time on a Saturday evening, where all week I was thinking I've got to be at a TV right at 6 o'clock when this game kicks off because I'm not missing this college football game. And I think that that's what college football created with that game. And I, I – I'm anxious to see how this goes moving forward and the different programs they pick because I really think it's a great thing for those programs to get to play in that Week Zero game. My takeaway from the Florida-Miami game was that Felipe Franks is not substantially better than he has been before. That while Dan Mullen might hope and the deepest uh, you know, uh, deepest and, and, and most fervent belief that he can turn Felipe Franks into a version of Tim Tebow or Dak Prescott, that this guy is really not very similar to either of those quarterbacks with the exception of being when he gets into a first and goal type situation, you can run him a couple of different times and it's almost impossible to keep him out of the end zone. Uh, But outside of that, I don't like his decision-making. I don't like his persona on the field. I don't like his leadership. I mean, I'm just not a believer in Felipe Franks, and I think that's what I emerged with more so than anything else as a takeaway from that opening game for both Florida and Miami. Clay, I completely agree, and uh, I mean, I'll take it a step further. I, I not only am I not a believer, I, I am a believer that this guy's not any good. Yeah, and, and I think that his temperament and the way he—I mean, just going and talking trash on the sideline. I mean, things that the the announcing team was having to go back and forth to them. This is just odd behavior. Um, the interception, by the way, the Steve Spurrier face. Oh, great! After thing the interception, ever. Was, yes. was so great. Um, but, yeah, just the whole thing to me was just extremely strange. Um, and, yeah, I, I walked away from that game thinking coming into the season because Dan Mullen may be the best quarterback coach as a head coach in college football. And I'm thinking, man, what he did with Felipe Franks a year ago, and he's only going to get better. And Florida's defense is great, and Florida's going to be really good. And then I, I watched that game, and I leave it thinking, yeah, I don't think Florida's going to be as good as we may be thought. And a lot of that has to do with Felipe Franks. And I was not impressed at all with the the entire performance, both in the game and around the game on Saturday night. All right, so we've got college football kicking off uh, this weekend officially, although we had week zero last weekend. I think the most important and, and interesting game of college football opening weekend is Auburn going up against Oregon. 
because there are so many different storylines. The Pac-12 needs to establish that it is, in fact, a Big Five major conference. And in order to do that, they need to get a big out-of-conference win, signature level. Gus Malzahn is already under fire. The way that he finished last year, uh, everything about his performance and his team's performance last season is uh, in the in, in, in the total realm of doubt in terms of his future at Auburn. He needs a win. They're breaking in a brand-new true freshman quarterback in Bo Nix. I think by far this is the biggest uh, biggest game of opening weekend. You buying or selling that idea? I'm buying. It's the biggest game of opening weekend for all the reasons you just said. Uh, I think the storylines are, are immense with that game. But in terms of the Pac-12, I am interested in this. The idea of the 9 a.m. game on the West Coast to get more television eyeballs, are you for or against that, Clay, if you're the Pac-12, if you've got all these issues? around your conference I was reading uh yesterday I think it was Dennis Dodd I think and I I might be wrong in who wrote the article but over half of the Pac-12 schools have endorsed this idea of being in the 9 a.m. kickoff and I'm glad you brought that up because it's really kind of an intriguing story I was reading in the sports business journal uh Fox has decided that the period of day that they can win on Saturday is noon eastern so they are debuting this brand-new college football pregame show with Rob Stone, Matt Leiner, Brady Quinn, Urban Meyer, and Reggie Bush. And they're going to be on every day at 11 Eastern. And then their best game every week is going to be kicking off at noon. And it's interesting because a lot of people think of college football as being primetime, a sport that you want to play at night. But Fox's data reflects that the biggest audiences for them are actually at noon, and even the biggest audiences that they produced by and large last year in college football is that noon Eastern window. So I can understand, like, for instance, a Colorado saying, oh, yeah, we're totally in favor. That's 10 a.m. It's early, but it's not super early because they're on the mountain time zone. But I think a lot of these big uh, Pac-12 schools are desperate for attention, and I don't think it makes sense for the television uh, – for sorry, for the uh, – fans is showing up right that sucks to have to show up for a 9 a.m in person game but I think for television in terms of the millions of viewers you're going to get it makes a lot more sense for the Pac-12 well and here's why I'm interested in this decision Clay it's for everything you just said but just a simple decision of we want to take eyeballs and more television money and we're going to screw over our own fans in the process because that's what you're doing I mean no one and Mike Leach talked about it who is in favor of going to a 9 a.m. game. Players, fans, anyone. Like, no one in the Pac-12 wants that. It's strictly a money television decision. So, I think it's a good business decision for them to do it, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it all goes down simply because by doing it, you're basically saying, we don't care as much about our fans. The fans can suffer through this. We're doing this for television audience on the East Coast. So they can watch a game. Yeah, it's interesting because my argument is that ultimately college football and all sports that rely on big audiences are living in a backward world because the the era of a 100,000-seat stadium might have made sense when we were kids, and I think it did. And I think it made sense certainly in the radio era, and I even think it made sense in a pre-HD every game is on era of college football. But there are so many weekends now where I think, hey, do I want to go to a game? I'll give you an example. Vanderbilt is playing uh, Georgia here in Nashville this weekend. 
Georgia's a big national title contending team. It's not very far from my house. It's an evening kickoff. The weather looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. I went to Vanderbilt University. I'm an alum. But I'm sitting around right now thinking, do I want to get in my car and drive down to, you know, park, take my kids, get them unloaded, get them in the stadium, have to get them to the bathroom, have to go buy hot dogs and pizza and everything else, turn around, drive all the way back, or do I want to stay home and watch Oregon play against Auburn in addition to whatever other good games might be going on that evening? I'm probably, I don't know what decision I'm going to make, but 20 years ago, I think it would have been an easy decision because I wouldn't have had the same uh, ability to watch as many different games in HD television. Nowadays, I'm sure you make this decision a lot of times too. I'd rather watch more games at home than one game in person. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, if you have the chance to sit there and watch every game, you want to sit there and watch every game. And I think the attendance issue is one that it's probably a broader topic, but we the coaches want fans in the stands, right? Yes. Like, if you're looking at it from a program perspective, you want the fans there. Um, you're taking away the ability for that to happen with this decision. So there's going to be some pushback from the coaches. I mean, look, from a fan's perspective, I get it. Like We want to sit there. We want to watch a Pac-12 game at 11 a.m., let's say, or, or noon. Um, because if we have the chance to do it, the more the merrier. But for these programs that are trying to create an environment, they're trying to make sure students are at the game, they're trying to make sure fans that travel in can get there in time, the best possible atmosphere because the best possible atmosphere contributes to their chance of winning a football game. They're not going to be for this idea. So I think just it, this is a, to me a very hard line thing. You were going to take the money for the television exposure and screw over your fans and your individual programs or you're not. And I think that's the challenging thing right now for the Pac-12 because it's a conference that needs the money and needs the exposure because they're really struggling. Yeah, I think the thing that would be factored in here, and it's not going to happen this year, by the way, but they're talking about it next year uh, and potentially talking about it next year for a maybe major intersectional game. I think Oregon plays Ohio State or Washington plays Ohio State. There's a couple of big Pac-12, Big Ten games to start off the year next year, and I don't have those uh, that list in front of me. Maybe Michigan and Ohio State both play West Coast teams, I think, next year, uh, meaning 2020. I think it would be a one-time thing. Right, I think like if you're USC and you do it, you'd be like, okay, we're only going to do this once uh, on our on our calendar. So it's not as if they would do it every week. But I am intrigued by the idea of making college football that noon kickoff a bigger event because we talk a lot about the audience that watches Sunday Night Football on NBC on uh, the NFL, but the audience that watches the doubleheader game the one that's on either CBS or Fox, is oftentimes bigger than the audience that watches at night. So that window of early afternoon, and certainly the CBS SEC game of the week, has turned into uh, just an absolute monster. I think that there's probably an underrated element of the audience that's out there in the earlier part of the day that wants to watch college football at noon and then at 3.30 Eastern uh, that's probably being underrated a lot because it is sometimes frustrating in college football when you have three or four big games all get held, like Notre Dame's playing, you got the ABC game, you got a big game on ESPN, you got a big game on Fox, and they're all competing simultaneously against each other. I think this could be a smart strategic move in getting a really good game on at noon. Yeah, and, and, and think about it this way, Clay. First weekend of college football, 
where are people most likely to be sitting right in front of their television? At 11 a.m. or at 7 p.m.? Yeah. On a Saturday night. Everyone is going to be sitting there watching games kick off at 11 a.m. this Saturday. And there's probably a lot of people who have plans at night. They're going to go out. They're going to go to dinner. Maybe they're going to a game like you're considering. But eyeballs are going to be there at 11 a.m. for kickoff of college football. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, no, no doubt at all. Withrow, appreciate you coming on with us uh, on Wednesday. And by the way, congrats on the new baby. How's that going? Thank you so much. It's going well. Uh, I've got my mother-in-law in town, and she's uh, helping with the baby. So I'm sleeping like a dream. Awesome. It's amazing for me right now. Keep it up. That's Chad Withrow at Withrow Zone. Just had his uh, second daughter. Uh, in the last uh, week or so, I believe. Uh, the, I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. When we come back, we will dive back into the Grant question as well as the DeMarcus Cousins question. We'll also see whether or not Eddie Garcia is capable of climbing out of the awful update slump that he has found himself in. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Leonard Skinner bringing us back in the Geico Outkick Studios. Major controversy, by the way, in the Travis household. Tooth Fairy came last night. Tooth Fairy only brought $4 for a tooth. What's the going rate for a tooth right now? Is it Tooth Fairy? <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a major controversy downstairs over the Tooth Fairy being cheap. Wow, uh, it was $1 when I was growing up. I Man. thought I don't know. I mean, the Tooth Fairy, I, I thought $4 was was yeah. a decent number for a, for a tooth. Should at least be a five spot. I'm thinking a five and a $1 bill, so six. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe the four instead of the $5 bill got, got, uh, yeah. got a little bit of uh, dissension. I, I think $4 is generous enough. I remember it was $1. I was growing up. Yeah, yeah inflation. Well, inflation certainly yep. has uh, has hit since we were all kids. But I thought I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the t- tooth fairy went cheap. Uh, it tried to drive down the price of uh, the. I don't. The economy's pretty good right now. I don't know. Low unemployment rate. Stock market doing okay. Yep. A little bit cheap. I don't know. This is something the Donald would tweet about. Oh, the, God knows what the Donald's <laughs> tweeting about right now. You're fired. I think the controversy right now is over bed bugs. Did you guys see that? Oh, yeah. New York uh, Times. The New York Times guy yeah. got accused of being like a bed bug oh. and he lost his mind. I email. I went to GW, George Washington University is where I went undergrad. And I guess it was a GW professor who called him a bed bug or something. And he emailed the university. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't read much of my mentions now um, because I'm so busy. But being called a bed bug is probably the greatest thing that I've been called today. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you would be a columnist for the New York Times and be offended because somebody said you had a bed bug. And by the way, evidently the New York Times office is infested with bed bugs. Yeah, they had to clean some of the lockers and I guess the, the green room there where they rest. That's where they found the, the bed bugs. That's oh, the pictures of the bugs. Yeah, the bed the bug story. thing is that's pretty spooky. Like oh, that. yeah. You always see that when you go on Yelp and you're looking at hotel reviews. Yeah. And you see all those horrible pictures. I just can't imagine that being at your workplace. Oh, it's it's absolutely awful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's out there. And so uh, we're following the DeMarcus Cousins audio story, uh, which I think will probably grow a little bit today because I already saw that Sports Illustrated has an article about how they follow along the process. And, again, 
We'll play that audio for you here in a little bit. But uh, DeMarcus Cousins has not issued official comment. The Lakers say they're aware of the audio existing. And the first question is, is it authentic? And that's certainly something that I would imagine the Alabama police are investigating as well. And how do you authenticate it? Well, first of all, DeMarcus Cousins hasn't said, that's not me, which would be the first thing I think you would say if you felt like it wasn't you. Um, but yes, is there a way based on the audio recording that was made to confirm beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is DeMarcus Cousins threatening to put a bullet in his baby mama's head? Uh, that will be determined still out there. <clears throat> Rob Gronkowski, whether or not he might come back for the Patriots in the wake of the statements that he made yesterday, that story is out there uh, circulating around uh, the, the atmosphere of the NFL preseason as well. But first... He's a man who's been a little bit rocky of late in terms of his updates. Uh, last update, last hour, Eddie Garcia was trying to figure out how he was going to plan out his Saturday and was not prepared to tell us what's been going on in the world of sports. Hopefully he has not already left to go home today to beat L.A. area traffic, which is a big problem of late. Eddie, are you there and are you ready to let us know what's going on in the world of sports? Dramatic pause. Yeah, that is a pregnant pause. <laughs> I'm here, and I want to remind you that online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. With- well, in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. All right, when we come back, we'll play you that DeMarcus Cousins audio from TMZ and discuss what we think the Lakers should do. A lot of people on the West Coast waking up to this story now. DeMarcus Cousins allegedly on audio threatening to shoot his baby mama in the head because she wouldn't let his seven-year-old go to a recent wedding that he had we'll play that audio for you discuss the lakers options this is outkick on fox sports radio this is outkick the coverage with clay travis welcome back geico outkick studios i'm clay travis hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your wednesday big story for people waking up on the west coast TMZ reported yesterday that DeMarcus Cousins made threats to his uh, 7-year-old's mother in a audio conversation that was recently, I guess, taking place. And also this woman, uh, the, the mother of his 7-year-old, says that DeMarcus Cousins has choked her before she has filed a police report. But this is the audio of the phone call. Um, and we talked about this, obviously, early in the show. The question that is out there is, how would you handle this if you are the Lakers and if you are the NBA? This is particularly violent uh, audio. And assuming that it is DeMarcus Cousins and he hasn't issued any denials so far, assuming this is DeMarcus Cousins, the NBA and the Lakers have a tough decision to make going forward. Maybe it's not even that tough of a decision. Uh, But the audio here, and if you have trouble hearing it, it's uh, recorded at a bounce house. If you have not been to a bounce house before, it's a place where you can go in and jump on trampolines. So it is a uh, indoor amusement park, so to speak, and it sounds like she's talking to a kid while she's having this conversation. And I can't tell exactly, but it appears she might have been recording this conversation via speakerphone through another phone. 
Uh, so here it is. This is a short segment. We don't know the whole thing. If there's a longer form version of this audio, as certainly happened with Tyreek Hill, we will play it for you to provide better context for the totality of the conversation. But right now, this is all we have. This is TMZ Sports reporting that this is DeMarcus Cousins threatening to put a bullet in the head of his seven-year-old's mother. Here's the audio. Go shoot the ball. Go shoot the ball. All right. No, he's not coming. I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your effing head. That is DeMarcus Cousins to his seven-year-old's mother. Now, reports are that, and this is, I mean, the audio sounds chilling to me because of how quickly DeMarcus Cousins goes from, I'm going to ask you one more time, can he come to the wedding, please, to, okay, then I'm going to put a bullet in your head. I mean, that is that is wild. And, and to say it so calmly and to be so specific there's a difference in my mind between saying, I'm going to kill you, which would still be inappropriate to say, but is often used in a hyperbolic fashion. You know, for instance, every morning in my house, it's chaos as the kids get ready for school. If one of them doesn't do their homework and they leave it and they forget their backpack, my wife might well say, I'm going to kill this kid. He can't remember to take his homework. He can't remember to take his backpack. You can easily imagine in a in a household how you speak there, and it's not being used in a literal sense, i.e. the kid is not actually in serious trouble. There's probably every parent out there who is listening to us at some point in time, and every kid has heard at some point a conversation of, I'm going to kill you over you doing something dumb or your parents reacting in that form or fashion where it's not being taken in a literal sense. I'm going to put a bullet in your head. A little bit more specific. I don't think the Lakers and Jeannie Buss have much of a decision to make here. I think they have to let DeMarcus Cousins go today. Now, partly this is about balancing out talent and problems. DeMarcus Cousins is injured and he's not going to play this year probably for the Lakers for the entire season. He's only making around $3 million. So it's not as if in the grand scheme of things, the Lakers are losing some tremendous amount here relative to what they are paying him. So in my opinion, this is an easy decision for Jeannie Buss. It takes the onus off of Adam Silver and the NBA in having to investigate this and determine what to do here. They just kick him off the team. His problems have exceeded his talents. He isn't able to represent the Lakers anymore. That would be my decision. Everybody on the show in agreement, Danny G, is that an easy decision for you as well if you're Jeannie Buss? It seems that way, but I would love more context. We talked about this in the first hour of the show where you did a deep dive, even took calls from around the country. Response was, we need the full story here. Now, it doesn't look good because you don't want to say this at all, if you're, especially if you're a professional athlete in the spotlight. But we don't know the full story with her. It, I don't even I don't even. You don't think it matters? I don't need to hear anything else from this. It, it mattered with Tyreek Hill, so you're just saying the words well, the are what's is, so different. No, the difference is, first of all, Tyreek Hill is really good. <laughs> all right, I'm going to be straightforward with you. Ultimately, I believe that if you own a business – 
everybody doesn't get held to the exact same standard. And some people get upset by this, but the people who produce the best and the most in my business are going to be treated than people who differently than people who don't. And I think this is true most places. The real estate agent who sells the most homes gets treated differently than the guy or girl who doesn't. The guy who can score the most points for your team in high school or college or the pros probably gets a little bit more leeway than the guy who sits at the end of the bench. And there are certain rules that everybody has to apply evenly here. But I think Tyreek Hill, the reason why the Chiefs didn't cut bait with Tyreek Hill is because he's a great player. But what about the rumors that the Chiefs want to move on from him? I think it's probably a function of his talent not being good enough. That they think they can replace him with Nicole Hardiman or, or somebody else on that roster. Or they think that Patrick Mahomes is so good that there are a lot of receivers that they can slot in there and it would be great. Remember we were talking about Rob Gronkowski and whether he's going to come out of retirement. Gronkowski is the only player that the Patriots have ever drafted to catch passes so far who is likely to be a Hall of Famer that Tom Brady has ever thrown to. Now he threw to Randy Moss, but they brought him in as a free agent. I think if you're the Chiefs, you may well think Patrick Mahomes is so good that he's going to make a lot of receivers look excellent. So I think this is an easy call. I cut ties completely with DeMarcus Cousins if I'm the Lakers. He's not playing for you this year. It's an ugly look for the Lakers and the league if they try and defend him or if they suspend him for some games, particularly because he's already injured, so it's not like he's playing. I don't need to hear more. When you threaten to put a bullet in somebody's head, then you're gone, right? Now, the audio and the context in which it was said, if it's further released, we'll play that. And it may make DeMarcus Cousins look somewhat better. But to me, this is a no-brainer. And I asked this question early on in the show. You're DeMarcus Cousins. If you know that you have a poor relationship with your uh, with the, your child's mother, why don't you set your wedding for a time when you know you have custody of this kid? This is a major issue for a lot of people out there who get divorced, is fighting over when somebody's going to get a kid. And if you try to get the kid in a time that you're not entitled to the kid, oftentimes if your partner is not very uh, fond of you, that turns the kid into a pawn in a larger chess match between the two of you. Just schedule the wedding at a different time. I cut bait if I'm Jeannie Buss today. I say, DeMarcus Cousins, thank you. We'll pay out your contract, but you are not going to be a member of the Lakers this year. We don't need you around us that audio is bad enough for me to decide I don't need you. If he was a great player, things may be different, but he's not anymore. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.